The games are underway and DraftKings is bringing you to the podium. DraftKings free-to-play pools are available every day of the games in Tokyo and offering a free shot at up to $50,000 in total cash prizes. That's $50,000 up for grabs and the best part is it's free to play. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's events and track your results throughout the evening to see if you will achieve a victory. Questions will range from medal count to questions specific to the USA team. DraftKings is a safe, secure, and reliable platform so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code TBPN, the Basketball Podcast Network, code TBPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $50,000 in total cash prizes every day of the games in Tokyo. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code TBPN, the Basketball Podcast Network, for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. This is Luke Walton Talks Lakers. I'm Jonathan Gilley, and joining us as always from our studio in Los Angeles, it's Luke, Coach Walton. What up, Coach? What up, Jay Gill? Russell Westbrook is a Los Angeles Laker. Man, do we have something to talk about. Woo, buddy. <laughs> I was not expecting to have this conversation this morning at around like two o'clock yesterday. <laughs> I want to thank all of our followers for joining us. This is going to be a fun one. Please subscribe to our pod on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're enjoying the pod, please share it with your friends. Throw us a comment. It's the best way for us to grow. Luke Walton Talks Lakers is also part of the Basketball Podcast Network. So be sure to check out the other great shows on the network and follow us on social media at LukeWaltonTalksLakers.com. Let's get to it. Thank you, Luke. All right. So let's get right into it. Luke, in or out? Trading for Russell Westbrook. I am in, but it's like a more conditional in, in a weird way, but I'm in. We got three stars now. I, we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Yeah, man. I, I'm I'm right there with you. Uh, after sleeping on it for a night, uh-huh. I'm in. Yes. But boy, do I have some explaining to do. Yes. And some receipts, yes. some receipts that I some, need to check. To address. <laughs> to address. Some apologies. And we, yeah. No, we got we got a lot to talk about. I mean, it, it's like obviously, if it was Dame Lillard or something like that, there would be a well, that was no plan conditions. A. That was Plan A. That a, that was Plan A. Reportedly, Dame or Beal were Plan A. Chris Paul or Russell Westbrook were Plan B, and Heald I'm, was I, Plan C. And we'll talk I'm about in, that later. I, I'm in on all of that. I know that a lot of people are going to say that Heald was a better decision, but let's we'll, we'll get there we'll get when there. we get there. We'll get there. So, Luke. Uh, Speaking of receipts, yeah, I'm a little emotional saying this. Uh-huh. For the last time on this podcast, uh-huh. probably, let's enter the confessional to seek forgiveness and give thanks to the Pope. Oh, yeah. And Coos. And Coos. And Coos. Right, and Coos. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, before we get into the Russ stuff, I want to I want to thank the guys going out. You know, I, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. At, well, at least Coos and KCP. Not so much stress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got we got two Lakers champions that are yes. leaving the team. Yes, which is always hard. Yes, um, I mean I, I I'd love to hear you describe KCP just because I think you've been one of his most sort of ardent supporters over the year. Totally, especially um, what he gave us in the bubble was an absolute elite Lakers role player performance. Yeah, he hustled. He played always at the highest gear. Ran the court shot to the um, corner, was doing all the dirty work. He was one of the most perfect role players we could have asked for in the bubble. And um, 
while he was definitely not quite the same this past season, just because of that, like people have been calling it the bubble tax. I heard Mike Trudell, I'm not sure if he's the one who coined it, but there's that, he gave so much of himself in Orlando that I think that he was left a little depleted. Same with Coos, really. And I, I, I feel, I'm like a little sad that that's going to be the way that a lot of Laker fans are going to remember them is this last season yeah. where they underperformed. I, I want to remember them for the previous one where Coos turned into the Swiss Army knife. KCP was the elite defender, knockdown shooter, spacer, dirty yeah. work guy. Two great Lakers role players, definitely going to miss them both a lot. Hundred percent. I I think you're totally right, and and I you're right to say let's not remember them based on this season. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think you're also it's right to say to, that because like the success of role players is in large part defined by the success of your star players. Mm-hmm. And our star players didn't have a very successful year this year because of injuries. So very it's true. hard to judge role players when the core stars on the team aren't performing at their highest level because then they're not setting up those role players and not giving them the same opportunities. Yes. I mean, I think you've said it, but KCP, like manna from heaven, started yeah. this whole thing, right? Yeah. Right. He really was the, the and he was the first big, big sort of external signing mm-hmm. that signaled a transition for us, right? To become um, the clutch, clutch sponsored Los Angeles Lakers. Let's, see, <laughs> let's just get the clutch um, logo on our I, I think, wishes. I mean, I wouldn't, it wouldn't put it past them. Maybe Spring Hill <laughs> Entertainment or something, LeBron's uh, production company. Um, but I think, uh, I think you're right. I think that KCP goes down as one of the greatest Laker role players of all time. Mm-hmm. I really think he does. He's in the pantheon. He's not Robert Ori, but but he's right there in terms of the impact he had on that championship. We we don't win that championship without him. I put him where um, Trevor Ariza lives. Yeah, I think that's a great a great comp, which we love that guy. So yeah, um, <laughs> and and so by that t- same token, KCP will be rumored to be returning to the Lakers for the rest of his career. The rest of his career, <laughs> we will always be talking about him. Um, take him back, of course. And then yeah, I want to I want to say the same about about Kuzma. I mean, I think yeah. These guys have been on the team as long as we've been doing this podcast, so it feels it yeah. feels a little weird, right? Yeah, that, right that we're going to be right. going forward without them. Um, to think about Kuzma's arc yes. from getting drafted, kind of in Lonzo's shadow. Mm-hmm. I don't really think a lot of Laker fans had super high hopes for him or knew what mm-hmm. he was going to be or or bring. I certainly don't think that he that we thought that he would be the one out of you know yes. D'Angelo Russell, Julius Randle, Lonzo Ball. And Brandon Ingram to to hoist the Larry O'Brien Trophy as a Laker, <laughs> um, but to see him go from kind of you know drafted Alonzo's shadow to becoming the summer league MVP when Lonzo went mm-hmm. down, to then like becoming this like weird scorer that we didn't expect, mm-hmm. to then somehow you know in the last I think season and a half right I think it really happened in the bubble and then this season to becoming a, a solid defender like yes. uh, like actually a very solid defender mm-hmm. um like like you said the swiss army knife right a, a very dynamic player who can play a lot of roles who you can trust in key situations that maturity and development is is really cool to watch and and that's one of the yes. things that i like watching the game for is to see guys develop into you know better players and and all that so much love to him i hope that he and kcp have a ton of success in washington totally. or I, wherever and- they end up and we'll be. I mean, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to be fans. I hope other Laker fans do too. Um, in the same way with all the other young guys rooting for JC, rooting for Russell and stuff. For sure, hundred um, percent. With with Kuzma, I'm excited too for him to hopefully get higher usage yeah. on Washington. I yeah. mean, he should get more touches, and if he can get back into that rookie year shooting form while carrying over the vet championship winning mentality that he has gained over the last year, um, that's a good player. Totally. So, and he's going to be playing with some good players. He's going to be playing with sure. Bradley Beal. He's going to be playing with KCP. For the regular season, Trez is still a good player. Like, I'm a little nervous about the Rui Hachimura fit. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, yeah. They're similar there could, players. They now, are. There so. could be some tension there. I think yeah. uh, Thomas Bryant should be back okay. uh, for them as well next year. So They're, they're a pretty fun team. He's got some friendly faces there too. He's not walking sure. into a room that's that's a good where he doesn't know anyone. Right. Um, all right, so while we're here in the conventional... Time to seek a little forgiveness. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, as recently as like 
two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, yeah. Uh, we had some hot takes on Russ. Um, I said yes. I, I made you read it because I was too embarrassed to read the Russell Westbrook rumor. So for starters, we need to apologize to the people who reported about AD and LeBron following Russ's wife on Instagram because y'all were y'all were dead on. I thought it was so. That was such a reach. I thought it was such a reach. No, it's real. So I got to apologize for that. Also, I mean, I didn't even give it like any serious thought. I said, who in the world thinks this would be a good idea? (laughs) Rob Palinka, that's who. (laughs) Well, okay, okay. So uh, who, who... Saw first of all, yes, people saw this coming, but who fully thought that like after that last first round burnout, we would go for someone who can't shoot? Hey, you know, it was just such a. I know. I can't blame us. That's twenty twenty hindsight. We can't. It's true. But looking back, though, it makes perfect sense because Plinka doesn't care about shooting. (laughs) (laughs) He cares about stars that can. That can handle the ball and make shit happen. And you know who that's, else doesn't really like care about enough. shooting? Who? Frank Vogel. <laughs> that's true too. <laughs> that's got to be part of it. We're playing towards the coach's strengths as well. Yeah, for sure. And we don't know. I mean, clearly the stars have got so much sway in the Lakers organization. We don't know what LeBron wants to do. And I feel like that's the missing piece in all of this. And this is going to be the thing I'm going to keep coming back to throughout this entire conversation. LeBron off ball wing player is what this is indicating. I don't know so much. Don't, don't, don't get ahead of us. We're going to get to this. Okay. Okay. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Uh, I feel really bad about our takes. Yeah. Well, here's what I want to, here's what I want to say though. Um, Yeah. I don't think I've ever said that Russ is a bad basketball player. No. I don't think I've ever said that. Who who would think that? I think I've said that he has limitations and shortcomings. pretty, Pretty serious ones. And I talked about when we played the Rockets in the playoffs, how we mm-hmm. could attack him and go after him because of some of those shortcomings and limitations. And we did. And we did. All of those things still exist. And so yes. I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to wash those things away or pretend like I have not said them. I have. I still believe them and I still have some, some concerns. Yeah. Right? This is a roll the dice move. This is a like push your chips into the center of the table. Yeah. The, like Palinka's a gambler, man. Like, yeah. This is good. This is boomer bust, you know? I um, like it. The more that I think about it, the more I like it. Yeah. Because I could I can see the I can see the wheels in motion. I'm getting there. Yeah. yeah. But I will say, I also want to take a minute just to dunk on all the people who were like, oh, Laker fans think that Kuz and Trez and KCP and 22 is gonna be enough for Russ. Law. Yes. That'll never happen. Yes. Yeah. And then that's, not only was it enough, we got here. two second round picks back. Yeah, hell yeah. That's the magic here, is we turned... Trez isn't even supposed to be part of the package. No. That's the craziest Him thing. sucking He's helps. not even our player. I Him know. sucking in the playoffs yeah, got us exactly. Russell Westbrook. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, if we look at it for what we gave up, I know that it sucks. Kuz and KCP, I really like both of those players. Yeah. But the, the, the right framing for this for me is Rondo, Schroeder, Westbrook. Who do you want? Westbrook. Come on. No question. Come on. No question. Cool. Yeah. Well, l- l- let's think about what we what we sent out, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and what they would have been on this year's roster. KCP would have been our likely starting shooting guard. Yes. Great perimeter defender. We love we've talked about KCP. We love KCP. Kuzma's coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. We like Kuz, but Kuz is a role player coming off the bench. Yep. Coming off of kind of a little bit of a down year. Mm-hmm. We didn't want Trez. Trez, was, Trez wasn't going to be on this team. No. And whoever we drafted with the 22nd pick also wasn't really going to be on this team. Was not going to be playing in the playoffs, at least. Yes, yeah, certainly not. So we traded a starter for a starter. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we traded a starter and a bench player mm-hmm. for Russell Westbrook. Yes. That's, that's like not imbalanced at all. No. At all. No, and in terms of what, what would have actually been on our roster playing basketball this season. From an asset point of view, it's different. But from a player yeah. impact on the court point of view. 
which is what we should care about because we're a championship caliber team. I don't. Yeah, yeah and we've but, got we've, we've got a short window with Braun that we've got to capitalize on. And for all of the bad takes about Russ's contract, it expires the same year that LeBron's contract expires. Yeah. yeah. So we'll have huge cap flexibility in two years. And because it wasn't a sign-in trade, we're not hard capped anymore. No. And so we we still have financial flexibility. And here. if there's anything we know about this contract. It's that it's tradable somehow. Right. The somehow. worst, most untradable contract in NBA history has now been traded three times. He's played on four different teams under this contract. Uh, he's got to be so stoked. He, he is. He's, he's he is. So stoked. He is. And he's about to make a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Not just from his contract, but like him being in Los Angeles has been like, for I think for his for his his fashion and like his mm -hmm. business interests is obviously going to be huge for sure. Um, all right. So let's, let's just talk really quickly about what exactly happened okay. last night. Yeah. Cause there was some, some also funny stuff on the fringes and on Twitter I that, I, that I really want to <laughs> make sure we touch on <laughs> a little deja vu. So um, here's a, what happened. The Lakers traded Kyle Kuzma, Kentavious Caldwell Pope, Montrez Harrell, and the number 22 pick to the Washington wizards for Russell Westbrook a 2024 second round pick and a 2028 second round pick. That's the trade. That's what happened. That's, what, that's the final. That's yeah. it. There's a period at the end of that. Now, there actually isn't entirely a period at the end of that because we technically can't trade Kuzma's contract until the new league year starts because his extension hasn't kicked in yet. Okay. So while the trade is done, it's actually mm -hmm. not official until August 6th. So there is a chance that it could change that it could get expanded or something but there's been mm -hmm. no reporting that that's that that will happen mm -hmm. but it's not out of the question either but at this point there's a period at the end of that sentence it's it's done good they've good all posted about it on social media like <laughs> yeah you know, russ and lebron have both both posted pictures of russ in laker jerseys <laughs> right like it's <laughs> it, it's done um but the other thing that happened last night Mm -hmm. was a battle for the ages. Yes. Two Twitter powerhouses went to that Wakandan waterfall battlefield <laughs> and did it out to the death to be the new Black Panther and King of Wakanda. And Shams defeated Woj yes. last night. beautiful thing. And I it's want us thing. to walk everybody through the minute-by-minute -minute breakdown of how it happened. Because it also sets up a really important conversation about the Buddy Heald trade that has not happened, did not yes. happen, and has not happened, right. that will be the big what-if of this whole Russell Westbrook oh, yeah. trade. So Luke, oh, let's yeah. just trade off. I want you to, you can read the first one and let's just go back and forth on, on these, these tweets. All right, 2.02 p.m., Woj. With Harold Optin, Lakers are able to move toward completing a deal to acquire Kingsguard Buddy Heald forward Kyle Kuzma and Harrell, sources tell ESPN. Okay, so 2.02 p.m., Woj is saying Buddy Heald trade. Buddy Heald trade, Kuz, Harrell. It's yes. happening. 2.14 p.m., 12 minutes later, Shams, <laughs> just in. The Lakers and Wizards are engaged on a trade that would send Russell Westbrook to Los Angeles, sources tell the Athletic Stadium. Westbrook wants a move elsewhere and the Lakers are his preferred destination, sources say. So 12 minutes later, Shams goes, nah, your sources Dunks. are dead wrong. <laughs> this is him. actually the trade that's happening. You know that Shams is probably like, oh, hell yeah. In that moment when he got that Woj bomb, he's like, I got you. Yeah, I scooped you. A hundred percent. So now there was this moment where actually, to be honest, I was like, wait, are both of these happening? Like, is this yes. a three-way, yeah. you know, three-way trade could happen? What happened next? 225. Woj scrambles to his phone. Tweets. The Lakers are near a deal to acquire Washington's Russell Westbrook for Kyle Kuzma, Trez, KCP, and a 2021 first round pick, sources tell ESPN. What, uh, what's, what source do you think that was, Luke? <laughs> Maybe sh a Shams tweet? <laughs> 11 minutes after Shams reports it, Woj reports the same thing. He, he, he flip-flopped. Here's the best part. Yeah. Six minutes later, 2.31 uh, PM, okay. Woj comes back. 
There's no agreement in place and work still to do on a Westbrook Lakers deal, but talks with Kings on a possible healed deal had also been ongoing between two teams, sources said. Dude, he's on the defensive now. He is. He's like, oh, it could be real. That was not done. This one, this one was happening. It was happening, guys. I promise it was happening. These aren't finished. And then the best part is Sham beats him again. Yep. 5 15 p.m. Sham tweets. The Washington Wizards have agreed to trade Russell Westbrook, 2024 second round pick, 2028 second round pick to the Los Angeles Lakers for Kyle Kuzma, KCP, Trez, and number 22 tonight, sources tell the Athletic Stadium. One minute later, <laughs> Woj, the Lakers and Wizards have agreed on a trade for Russell Westbrook, sources tell ESPN. He didn't have the details of the trade, Luke. It's beautiful. He didn't have the details. A minute later, you so you know that at 5.15 p.m., someone in the world, Shams, mm-hmm. knew the exact details of this trade, every piece of it. Yeah. A minute later, Woj didn't. He has no sources, man, with, with the Lakers. With the Lakers. This confirms it, 100%. This confirms it. He's pissed us off too much. Yeah. He must Why have would, sources yeah. with the Kings who were yes. like trying Naturally. to get this deal done. Yes. But this proves that he has no legit sources with, with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Definitively. And I, think, and I think that it proves that the Lakers are a much tighter organization than they were under Magic. <laughs> well, you know, it's like, that's, we get to, that's, a, oh, that's not a saying much. <laughs> yeah. No, but like, we, we, now we get to decide who knows and who doesn't. And I think that's a, a powerful thing to, as a message to send to other stars as well. Yeah. I mean, I think like the Lakers organization is like the, uh, ship of Theseus looks like the same ship, but it's not the same ship. And it's much, much, much more waterproof now than it was when magic was there. <laughs> yeah. Is Theseus the right? Is that what it is? That? I'm not, Odysseus? I don't know. No, Who's you, Theseus? It's the, it's the sure question of like, if you replace yeah. all the parts of the ship, is it the same ship? Uh, gotcha. That's like, the, <clears throat> yeah, you're right. It is Theseus. Theseus. Yeah. yeah. So it, it looks like the same ship. It still has a Lakers logo on it. But far fewer leaks than the original version of the ship had. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, so, so Woj, Woj got dunked on. Yeah, which was amazing. That was honestly like one of the highlights of the night for me. Oh yeah, it was high drama. It was, it great. was great. Oh, great. All right, thanks for everyone for indulging us in a little bit of Twitter beef. Um, I know you guys don't really care about that. Probably you want to hear about Russell Westbrook. So, let's talk about Russ. Let, let, let's get there. So, let's do it. Um, I guess, Luke, where I want to start with this is I would just, I want you to paint the picture of best case scenario. I'm going to, I'm going to do, I'm going to start it off with what we have not discussed, but you actually laughed at me in our group thread. Best case scenario is Russell Westbrook basically becomes our five. Yeah. In, in a similar way that he was when uh, the Rockets were on their tear before he got injured. He was a bizarre initiate the offense, head to the dunker spot. In that scenario, AD has to be our actual five. Does that make sense? Yes. So AD has to be the five on defense, basically splitting up post duty with Westbrook and Braun. I think that the best case scenario is we become one of the most elite post up teams ever and as bizarre as this sounds implement a little bit of triangle offense (laughs) (laughs) we now we have three players that can dominate in the post it's true how often does that happen and that's that's you know triangle offense is kind of like a triple post offense where you are just constantly putting pressure on the middle and cutting off of it pressure on the middle cutting off of it i think that this creates a very interesting offensive challenge for most teams. But in the way that Vogel plays with this weird, like kind of nineties throwback smash mouth team, it might be exactly what he wants offensively of this relentlessness. Yeah. And the best case scenario is we get out on the fast break as often as possible. So surrounding these guys with three and D is, is the key here. And I'm really hoping we get guys like Wes Matthews back, hopefully some vet men, men guys that are very committed to defense and running. Yeah. Um, which will be difficult, but if we can, like we just saw it with, uh, with Giannis and, um, yeah, they and shot the Milwaukee like Bucks. shit. They so. shot like shit, but they got out on fast break. They had hard nose, uh, rebounding and they had a big shot maker. AD and LeBron can be those big shot makers. So, you know, 
clear it out for him. Yeah, I mean, you you said it. The best case scenario is Anthony Davis playing yeah. at the five, right? Playing mm-hmm. center and getting away from this nonsense of needing to start a traditional center. I'm very nervous if we do have a traditional center with Westbrook on the court. Here, here, Not, okay. I can't lie. All right, here, here's what I'll here's what I'll say. Yeah, people that immediately when this came out. I just started hearing about spacing, 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 yeah, spacing, right, right. spacing, 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 spacing. We've had shit spacing for the last two seasons, man. Yeah. The only game where we didn't have bad spacing, basically, mm-hmm. was game mm-hmm. six against Miami. That's like the only game where we've actually seen this team with like good spacing because we've insisted on starting a traditional center. Yes. Who doesn't spread the floor. Yes. Except for maybe a window at the beginning of last season when, when Marcus Gasol was the starter and Anthony Davis and LeBron were both playing. Yes. That's it. That's it. That's the only time when we've had both of these guys where we haven't had a traditional center clogging the lane because JaVale clogged the lane, Dwight clogged the lane. Don't even get me started about Mund clogging the lane, Drummond. Like, so we've had bad spacing like a lot on this team. Yes. So it's not any worse than it's been. Right. And the difference is that like JaVale can't play five out. Dwight mm-hmm. can't play five out or four round one with AD being the one, right? Like they can't yeah. because th- th- they're not able to operate from the perimeter. The thing about Russ is like you you can sag off him, especially in the playoffs. You can sag off him if you're, if you're the defender, but you really risk him just like, just like rocketing to the rim. Oh yeah. So even though you don't have to be up on him like you would a three-point mm-hmm. shooter, mm-hmm. you can't quite sag off him in the same way that you would if JaVale was standing behind the three-point line. or or Exactly. Yeah. The other yeah. thing is, like, Marcus is still on the team. Mm-hmm. So if you do still want to play, at least in the regular season with the traditional center... Mm-hmm. he's not the worst one to play with because he can no. spread the floor because he can hit threes. So you do have to respect his shot. And, and he can, he's got a great outlet pass, so it doesn't mean yes, that we won't have pass from the high post, all that. Yeah. So look, here's my thing. I think that the question here, and it's been the question for the last couple seasons, regular season versus playoffs. Yeah. In the regular season, we're going to win a shitload of games because we have three yeah. better players than every other team that we're going to play most nights. And, and we're going to always have a ball handler assist machine on the court at all times. That is a very rare situation for any team in the NBA. Yes. And also like our shortcoming has not been spacing. It has been Mm -hmm. losing non LeBron minutes. Yes. And let me, let me point out one other thing because rebounding always gets shoved under the rug and it's, it's a weird frustrating thing about whatever this new era is, but I personally think that the reason why we lost some of those Suns games, especially game one, was oh, game because one we, for didn't sure. ha- we didn't have long rebounding. There's a difference between having rebounding around the rim and being able to rebound on the perimeter. And guess who's elite at that? Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Yeah. He, and if he, we can if we can rebound defensive rebounds that are that are long, like rebounding at the three point line, that is a recipe for a fast break. Totally. And that's and, part of the reason why Russell puts up such great numbers. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. I I just think like the idea of he and AD being able to operate together when LeBron is on the bench. Yes. Like that, that is to me, that's actually like why you did this trade. Yes. And also now, because again, we've seen that these guys have not been totally healthy the last couple seasons. Mm-hmm. So now if one of those guys gets hurt, like it's, a, you still have one, you still have two of yeah. Westbrook, Davis and James. Mm-hmm. Right, and even any two-man combination of those guys is still plenty to get you to the playoffs. Now, if we're in the oh, playoffs yeah. and we lose one of those guys, playoffs. then then that's a problem, right? Yeah. But this last season, when we lost one or both of them, the stress that it put on all the other guys, and we talked about this, right, was way more than they were able to handle. And even if they were able to handle it during the absence, when the guys came back, they were the rest of the team They're was spent. Exactly. You know, exactly. They were having to play way outside of themselves. Having somebody like Russ who we've seen, you know, carry a team. And then I, I, and I think that the most important thing is now LeBron can play 25 minutes a game in the regular season, you know, which is what we want. We don't want him pushing 30 minutes a game. No, no, 
And we got to yeah. try to extend him as much as we can. Yeah, exactly. And and create an environment where he can actually get to the playoffs and feel like he's ramped up appropriately. And and we also needed one of the things that I was thinking about is if we got another if we had another star like this that we were bringing in, it had to be somebody that would unlock AD more and Russ does that. Yeah. I was thinking that we would unlock AD more by creating more spacing and creating more room to operate. We're not quite doing that, but we are creating somebody that's dynamic that will when he puts pressure on the rim, he is going to draw a lot of attention and that opens up room for lobs for AD and lob pick and pops for AD and all that good stuff. And let's not forget about the double teams that our guys already were drawing. Yes. At some point, like you just aren't going to have enough defenders to be able to protect against Russ just like crashing from the weak side. Yeah, that's going to be... We're, we're going to have to get creative. Let's talk a little bit about what we don't like. Because yeah, yeah, for I sure. think that that's, that's a good segue because... On the open court, totally see it, how this all works. Uh, switching when LeBron's sitting, I totally see how it works. What yep. about end of game in the playoffs with all three of these guys playing at the same time? It's it's a it's a great question. Here's my thought on this. <clears throat> yeah. One of the knocks on Russell Westbrook has been his late game decision making uh-huh. and not deferring to potentially superior teammates, uh-huh. right? And the list of guys he's played with is long and pretty impressive, right? Yes. KD and Harden and Harden again and Paul George and Beal, right? He's played with some pretty legit guys. Mm -hmm. I think there's kind of two key differences on the Lakers. One is that LeBron is not Russ's peer. Yeah. In the way that those guys are Russ's peer. Back then especially, yeah. Yeah. Russ is in, LeBron is in a a different category in terms of greatness. And I mean, I mean, like, I'm not trying to be cute about this, but like, Mm -hmm. like Russ had ground to like tell Chris Paul, no, this is my team. Like I'm going to take the ball. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. He shouldn't have had that same ground with Harden, but they've been together long enough that I, I think that like, there was probably a little bit of more comfort there. They came in the league together, all that kind of stuff. Mm hmm. He's like the idea that Russ is going the the idea that LeBron is going to let Russ be in a p- position mm-hmm. to take the ball out of Bron's hands at the end of a game is just ridiculous to me. Yeah, it's yeah. not going to happen. Like LeBron is not going to be like, okay, Russ, here's the ball now, give it back to me. Mm-hmm. I it, I just don't I just really don't see that playing. the uh, The other thing is. None of those guys I named, all those guys I named, I'll say in the affirmative, all of those guys I named are perimeter players. Yeah. He's never played with an elite big, truly. Steven Adams for a period was maybe the best center in the league at times. But he did, but that was in part because of Westbrook. Yeah, for sure. You've got to give him props. Like, he's never played with a guy like AD, ever. No, no. Ever. And so the, the thing that I have to think here is that for one, he's never had that as an option, so we don't totally know what he's going to do once he has that player. There's still a chance that he does stupid things. He will. There will be stupid things. But the other issue, the other issue for Russ is defensive intensity, right? He, mm-hmm. like, he's always intense, right? Yeah. But sometimes on defense, he gets a little over over his head, right? Or, yeah. or he tries, like, he tries to overcorrect things like that. Mm-hmm. He's never had a backline defender exactly. like Anthony Davis behind him. So you know what? he might make some mistakes and he has the the best cleanup guy behind him. And that's that creates, like, say, take Kuz, for example. Part of the reason why Kuz improves so much defensively and part of the reason why guys like Schroeder and KCP look good defensively is that a lot of their role was funneling rather than stopping. Yeah. And Russ is so stout and strong. He'll be able to funnel whatever point guard in the league it, with except maybe like Luca, but LeBron would probably be guarding him, or AD would be guarding AD, him just yeah. in front. Um, he'll be able to funnel at least directions in whatever way, in a much better way than KCP or Schroeder ever could. He's a big guard, yeah, for sure. And we we were small at guard last season, and I think that yes. hurt us. Do you remember how we attacked Russ in the playoffs against yeah. Houston? Yes. Who defended well, him? We ignored him. No, Anthony Davis defended yeah. him. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, right, right, right. which Which left yeah. AD free to, to go. To free and, to roam, right. exactly, exactly, yeah. No other team and, has Anthony Davis, man. No, it's, like, that's like, true. That strategy right. works when you have Anthony Davis. No other team has Anthony Davis. The, the strategy that I'm worried about is the strategy that we saw 
with the Suns, where all five guys have got a foot in the key and say, yes, beat us. Yes. That said, though, that worked in part because we didn't have frontline attackers that were big enough. Like Schroeder got swallowed up by a lot of the size that the, the Suns had. Yes. I don't think that um, Westbrook would. I no. think that the defensive rebounding would work. And let's all remember, we would have beaten the Suns <laughs> if AD was yes. healthy. <laughs> this is what I was going to say. That that didn't work when both AD and LeBron were mostly healthy. Right. You know? Right. And yeah, mostly too. So if they're actually full at full health, we still would have won. Yes. Like, yes. 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 Spacing would be great. It would be great. But there are other types of spacing. Yes. Other than just having three point shooters. And my man, okay. Last season, okay. Yeah. We were the favorite to win the championship before our guys got hurt. Mm-hmm. Even with LeBron a little hobbled and Anthony Davis coming back from injury and Schroeder like recovering from maybe it was, maybe it wasn't COVID, but it was COVID, but it wasn't, but he'll never get it again. Who knows? Um, we were, again, like, you know, I think fairly f- mm-hmm. favorites to win the championship again, mm-hmm. going into the playoffs, or at least to make the finals. Yes. With fucking bums in our starting lineup. <laughs> okay? Like, let's just say it. We had bums in our starting lineup. Drummond was a bum last year for us. And the way he fit our team. He just was, okay? Trez was a bum in the playoffs. I'm not saying he's a bad dude or a bad basketball player, but in the playoffs on our team, those guys were, were not it. They were not it. And it almost didn't matter if Anthony Davis had not gotten hurt. It almost didn't matter. We, I think, yeah. would have gone to the finals easily, and and who knows what would have happened then. Mm-hmm. So, Be, well, especially considering that Anthony Davis is the best matchup for Giannis Antetokounmpo. So yes, so, he's not dropping fifty on AD's head. Come on. So yeah, man. I mean, don't tell me like, look, you're going to tell me that KCP. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and two bums is better than <laughs> Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and two bums. Like, even if we only have bums I left. Know. I know. Come on, man. It's I not know. that hard. I know. This, is, this doesn't need to be so difficult. Uh, I, think, I think we need to talk about the way that we fill out the rest of this team because I think that it's clear, I think it's clear to most of our listeners too that if Russ is kind of playing that six-man role, in a, he's in the starting lineup. He's opening and finishing games, but he is, he's like what Rondo was yeah. on our championship run. Yeah, exactly. That's a huge improvement. Yes. Massive. Massive. Improvement. Massive improvement. Rondo couldn't shoot. <laughs> like, no. Schroeder couldn't shoot. No, <laughs> like, on, I know. That's the thing. Schroeder was promised to us as this like athletic <laughs> youngster who could shoot. Turns out he couldn't shoot. So, and he's super small. And it turns he, out that he gets yes. in the playoffs and he's too small to do anything. Yes. And so, like, Westbrook is a hundred percent a better shooter in the version. Would you rather have Westbrook or or CP (sighs) three? I don't like Chris Paul anymore. Yeah, I don't. I don't (laughs) either. Honestly, it's I I I see them as equivalent with different shortcomings. Different. For sure, they both have shortcomings. For sure, I would rather have Westbrook because he's younger, stouter. That's fair. Yeah, the youth and they both have injury. The less likely to get injured. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, Westbrook's got injury history, but. Not the same injury history not the that, same as that Chris Paul. Chris Paul has. I want to read you one thing before we move on to the rest of He's the He's not game. as small. I think that's a big deal. It's not being too small a guard. I think it it's is a really big deal. It is a big deal. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks were huge. Yeah. We were huge. Yeah. Like, you know? Okay, Go I want, I want to read you. requires size. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Full of good takes today. Um, I, I want to read you a, an excerpt from a LA Times article that came out sometime between the trade and now okay, that I can't believe isn't getting more play because it okay. solves all of our problems and answers all of our questions in the first three paragraphs. So here it is. Love okay. It. This is from BA okay. Turner of the LA times. Also, this dude knew this. Wow. Good job keeping this quiet. So, okay. Sorry. About two weeks ago, Russell Westbrook went to LeBron James's home and together they and Anthony Davis had a conversation about the all-star guard joining James and Davis on the Lakers. They planned man. this. You want to know how man. LeBron feels about it? He had the man over to his home to invite him to Sick. come play. 
They talked about putting their egos aside and playing as one in their quest to bring the Lakers another NBA championship. Westbrook talked about how his only intention was winning and coming back home to Los Angeles to become a champion. James and Davis talked about the two of them changing positions if that was best for the team. James moving from small forward to power forward and Davis from power forward to center. Yo. There it is. Thank you. Westbrook let James and Davis know he doesn't mind playing off the ball when James initiates the offense, something he did while playing alongside James Harden with the Houston Rockets. Y'all worried now? Come on. That's great. If if that is true, and if yeah. they can honor yeah. that see those commitments, yeah, 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 then this is beautiful. Oh yeah, this is so. So there it is. Like there it is. Sourced That's reported we want. from someone legit. Yep. Okay. This isn't you know hoops McBucket scoops on Twitter or right. something. Right. Right. This, this is Broderick Turner of the L.A. Times. Yep. And guess what, guys? We got two other spots to fill there. So those two guys can be shooters. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yes. We can still have spacing. Yes. It's not like we're playing three on three here. Yes. Even if they're and, bombs, and like, we're still better yeah. than last year. <laughs> and it's not like AD and LeBron aren't going to give us any spacing too. Like, no. So, all right. You, wa- you want to talk about where we go from here. Let's talk about where we go from yeah, here. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, a couple fun things. As of this morning, the Lakers are now the betting favorite to win the championship next season. Beautiful. Three to one. Beautiful. We uh, passed the Nets. Nice. Uh, LeBron currently is the longest tenured Laker. If AC resigns, he will be the longest tenured Laker. AC will be the only pre-LeBron player. Young core. Left, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bald core. <laughs> um, so what's our cap situation look like? All right. So now that we have Westbrook, we're going to have 120.8 million going to just three <laughs> three players. <laughs> got Bron. Davis Westbrook. The salary cap projects to be 112.4 million. So we're already over the cap with three dudes. So we're definitely going to go into the 136.6 million dollar taxpayer line. However, that gives us some cool opportunities. You want to talk through who we still have on the team and then kind of what we can do with that taxpayer and yes, all that nonsense. Yes. So we still have Marcus all on the team. Yeah, I think technically we still have a player option in Alfonso McKinney that we have to exec- like like decide on today. But that we can, I think, yeah. we can assume he won't be on the roster. Probably not. Probably not so back. Marcus All is still on the team, still under contract for more year. Mm-hmm. We can re-sign our our own guys. So yes. we can re-sign Caruso. We can re-sign Talon Horn Tucker. Uh, we could also re-sign Dennis Schroeder. Um, <laughs> But but let's set him aside. <laughs> so we can re-sign Alex Crusoe and Talon Horton Tucker. Yes. So now we're looking at a team, Russ, LeBron, Davis, Marcus All, Alex Crusoe, Talon Horton Tucker. Yes. This is starting to come into form a little better. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got some, mm-hmm. We got some scoring now. T- Defense. THT's shot. It's summer and summer videos are not to be trusted, but yeah, it, it's looking better. He, he's, he still has a good form and he's a great free throw shooter. So that's yes. what gives me a lot of hope with THT. Yes. I think that he can come into form as a, as a really good weak side threat. Uh, obviously he's an on ball player as of now. Um, so that worries me a little bit now that we have another great on ball player who will be able to distribute. That said, I would love to see THT come back. Me too. Me too. So then we get to Schroeder. Yes. We can re-sign Schroeder, but he's a free agent. So he can yeah. he can do, do what he wants. He wants. Uh, AC is also a free agent. THT is restricted. So we have a little more control with THT. Mm-hmm. I think some stuff on Instagram led us to believe that AC is probably coming back. Yeah, talking about, about like ride with the go ones. Go with the who, one. Yeah, yeah. Who, knew, who were with you. Or, or go, yeah, stick with the people who are riding with you before, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good sign. Um, Schroeder is an interesting one. So mm-hmm. there were rumors last night Mm-hmm. during that period of time between the Shams and Woj back and forth and when the trade was actually confirmed because it was about like two and a half hours. Yeah. There were rumors that the trade was held up because signing and trading Schroeder was a part of it, mm-hmm. which would be illegal prior to August 6th. Yeah. You could talk about it starting August 2nd, but you couldn't. It, like couldn't This, was, this is what happened with um, Bogdanovich last year. They, they talked about a sign and trade for him before they were allowed to, and that's why, he's, that's why he was on the Hawks and not on the Bucks. Yes. It sucks for him. Um, yeah, totally. Based uh, on being a champion by, because of legality. Stuff. Yeah. So the shooter piece is interesting because yeah. 
he doesn't have to help us. No. He, he can go just sign with any team he wants, right? But he can make more if he signs with us and gets traded. Eh, right? We're not, oh, no, no, maybe, one's gonna, maybe no, not one's gonna, no one's going to max him out, though. That's yeah, the thing. Right. He can only exactly. get more if, we, if someone wanted to have us max him out and then trade for him, which yeah, doesn't that's seem likely. So yeah, why would he do it? Because there really are a lot sense. of other guards on the market. Yeah, and I guess I guess the sign and trade would open up a situation where he couldn't just sign with a cap hit. Like say say if he wanted to go to the you know the Kings. <laughs> I don't know what their cap situation <laughs> is, but it's probably not great. So if they if they needed to offload an asset to be able to create room for his contract, like a nineteen million dollar a year contract, then yeah, you give us Buddy and we're all good. So I will say I don't think the Kings are going to happen because they have Halliburton and Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes uh, sense. I but, like Halliburton. I think he's me too. He's, me too. too. Hawk of Fox, um, of course, too as well. So, yeah, yeah. Basically, what what would have to happen for for us to be able to sign and trade Schroeder yeah. is him to just get like totally screwed out of the point guard market. Yeah, because Dinwiddie gets a better deal, and I I think he should. Chris Paul gets a better deal, and da- Dame ends up somewhere, and yep. maybe even DeRozan takes one of those guards. But right, like there's enough yep. guy, L- yep. Lowry's out there too. Like. Mm-hmm. If if kind of all of those Ricky guys, Ricky Rubio just got traded. I think. Again. Yeah, he did. He did. Lonzo as well is out there, right? If yeah, if all of those guys, Derrick Rose is out there too. If all mm-hmm. of those guys suck up all the the best landing spots and teams with they cap might. space, yeah, then a team without cap space, like you said, to sign him might need mm-hmm. a little help, and mm-hmm. that might benefit the Lakers. So, signing and trading Schroeder is possible, but I don't think I would call it likely at this point until we see yeah. how yeah, some of those other free agents. It's more likely than it seemed. At the very end of the season. Yes. I think, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's not likely. Um, we also will have the taxpayer mid-level exception. Oh, yeah. Uh, 5.9 million to pay someone. Who can shoot. <laughs> yeah, who can shoot. Fingers crossed. Which is why we shouldn't use it on DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, Dan, and sorry, you know, USC fans. <laughs> I would way rather be on DeMar DeRozan than Drummond. Oh, well, <laughs> I just called that guy a fucking bum. So you know how I feel about this. <laughs> and we got those vet mins. And we've got vet mins. Which, which will be very important. Yes. So basically I, that's... I'd that, take Melo on this team. Would you take Melo on this team? Yeah, I would take Melo on this team. I would like some other I guys see it. Of course. first, but I would of take Melo on this team. If he was like our eighth man, that would be a win. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Six man Melo, not quite. I'm cool with that. Yeah, so I so think about it this way. Braun, Davis, Westbrook, Marcus All, hopefully AC and THT. Mm-hmm. And then our options are we could potentially sign and trade Schroeder. We could also just to be just to be totally honest about it, we could sign and trade AC or THT as well. Those yes, those are all right. in play. And now we we got a couple more second round picks that we can play with. Yeah, so th- those those are trade those. those are possibilities, right? It's not for yeah. sure those guys are coming back or even if we do that they won't get traded. Mm-hmm. Then we have the taxpayer middle level exception and as many vet mins as we need to fill out the roster. <laughs> yeah. And that's, uh, that's... And our undrafted dudes. And our Let's undrafted about, dudes. Yeah. Do you want to run through who we got? Yeah. I mean, uh, we got we also signed uh, Joel Ayayi and Austin Reeves, not Austin Rivers, <laughs> in two-way contracts. And Matt... Uh, Mac <laughs> McClung <laughs> to a training camp deal. And... Sean D. Brown to a Exhibit 10 contract. Yes. I apologize to all of them. I will learn your names once I hear them said aloud. Let's let them make the roster before we make <laughs> yeah, those commitments. You know, let's not go that far. No, um, but I did watch some of these guys in, in college. I'm, I just don't really... Um, we're not college guys, so, so we're not... Yeah. I, we don't know anything the about these guys. I watched them in the tournament. What I will say is I saw a lot of heat on Twitter. Sorry, my dog just <laughs> walked in and slammed the door open. Um... <laughs> We saw a lot of heat on Twitter about how great the Lakers' undrafted free agent signings were. Yes. So uh, some people even had said that um, Ayayi was like pro- projected as a late first rounder potentially. Gotta love it. So to sign and him I, as an undrafted free guys. agent is pretty wild. I trust these guys. Yeah, I, I mean, so killed the draft for years now. So we got two two way guys, so they'll be available for the um, to be able to play for the Lakers as well as. 
uh, G League. And then these these two others, uh, training camp deal and Exhibit 10, they might make a roster spot. We might have them this year. It's true. Considering how depleted we are. It's, there yeah. might be some end-of-the-bench room for some really young, fun guys that can buy in on defense. It is, it, Vogel's shown if you can play defense, you can play. Yeah, he'll play you. It's totally yeah. true. It's totally true. So, um, look, going forward, the timeline is August 2nd. Teams can officially begin negotiating with free agents. That's like the legal tampering window. Who wants $6 million? <laughs> That's all we got. Uh, or vet mins. Um, yeah. Or sign and trade with one of our guys. Uh, August 6th is when actual free agent signings can happen. So we'll probably know a lot on August 12th at, at midnight or whatever, right? Like I think yeah. all these deals will be done by then and the news will all break and then they'll become official on the 6th. Um, Summer League is coming up. It should be fun with with these new guys, yeah, which will be cool. Yeah, get some new guys to watch. It'll be fun. The other thing, we, we actually didn't really talk about it, but um, the healed trade is going to be the thing that looms over all of this. Yes. All season long. In the same yeah. way that the Lowry trade loomed over last season in, in terms of like Absolutely. when it didn't work, like, oh, should the Lakers oh, have, we had, yeah. have done it? You know, should they have thrown THT in and gotten Lowry? Yeah. So, you know, I, I think hindsight is twenty twenty. We'll 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 see we'll see how mm -hmm. that works. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's a lot of love for Buddy Heald in Lakerland. Yeah, totally. Polinka was his agent. Totally. Kobe was a big Buddy Heald fan. I, I would still love Buddy Heald on this team. So of course, you know, if if there's a three team involving a a, a Schroeder sign and trade that gets Buddy to the Lakers, like I'm all here for it. It's still possible. Y'all want some second round picks? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I, I think it's, it, it, it is a, you know, I think like foundational shift to go from adding buddy to this roster to Westbrook. Yes. Cause the, the DNA of the team is fundamentally changed. Yes. And I also think that it is telling for where LeBron's head is at. If LeBron was five years younger, I do think that buddy is the move. Yeah. Considering the situation, I think having somebody that can lower LeBron's usage, at least in the regular season, will pay dividends. And if there's one thing you know Russell Westbrook will do, it's lower it's, everybody else's usage. <laughs> On that note, I want to thank all of our followers for tuning in. We will talk more and more about this and break down a little bit of Russell's game, as well as talk through that buddy heel trade on our next episode. And we'll talk a little bit of Luke Walton talks Olympic basketball. Yeah. We'll get there. Please subscribe to our pod on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, or wherever you get your pods and check out the other shows on the Basketball Podcast Network. Also, follow us on social media at LukeWaltonTalksLakers.com. You can find the links there. Shout out the U.S. women's three-on-three -three basketball team. Hell yeah. Uh, who won gold in Tokyo. If you yes. haven't, I highly recommend going and watching it. It's a ton of fun. It's pickup basketball in the crazy. Olympics. It's hilarious. It's so fun. But it's they're awesome. good, so it's fun. Yeah. Right Check on. it out. Better, Jacob. See ya.